Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jess Fisher. And before we get started today, we have a question for you. Do you want to have your family featured on a new GZM show? Do you have a situation in your family that you need solved by a wise and hilarious 12-year-old judge? Then Judge Jr. just might be the answer. Dave, what kind of cases are we talking about? Okay, so here's an example. Let's say a kid named Oliver orders a delicious sandwich but only finishes half of it. So he brings the other half home and puts it in the fridge, but he doesn't label it. So when his dad gets hungry later, his dad eats the leftover sandwich, figuring it was up for grabs. But turns out the kid wanted it for tomorrow's lunch. But again, it wasn't labeled. How was I supposed to know? How was the dad supposed to know, right? Oof, that's a tricky one. So, if you have a case and no one else can help you, you can turn to Judge Jr. Please send a brief description of a real unsettled dispute in your family to Jr. at gzmshows.com. And be sure to include why each side thinks they're right. If selected, your family's names and story will be featured in an upcoming episode of Judge Jr., where our judge will rule on a reenactment of your case and hand down a verdict. And now, on to our show. Trust. There's nothing more important. Hermione and I have a connection, don't we? Yes, Cyrus. And that connection cannot be broken. Sometimes, you just have to trust and let yourself... Oh! (gasps) Coming, Holiday! Hold on! I can't! Dad, I'm falling! Whoa! Got you, Cyrus. Yes! She caught him! Hermione caught Cyrus! Mom! Hoverboard didn't come. It didn't save her. Holiday. Holiday, can you hear me? Holiday. No, no. It was so high. Is she... dead? What? What happened? Holiday, you were alive. Thank God. How? You fell four stories. I don't know. Are you all right? Are you hurt? No. I... I feel fine. Monica, she doesn't have a scratch on her. Does that mean we can record six minutes rewind? Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of six minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. And one of them is missing. It's Jess Fisher. I'm here with Six Minutes creators Chris Terry and David Kreisman. Today we are talking about episodes 55 through 57, Six Minutes at the Science Competition, 
six minutes to keep Cyrus from the child catchers and two bad guys, four stories and six minutes. Joining us today is superfan Becky. Hey, Becky. Hey. hey. Hi there. How's it going? Oh, so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. I am a huge fan, a super fan, and I am fangirling big time right now. Oh. <laughs> so how did you find uh, our podcasts? Honestly, I, I was trying to think of, of that because I knew you would ask me that. And I think <laughs> I either searched, I was either doing a Google search where I was like, fictional podcast, please find me some fictional podcasts, <laughs> or because uh, I get really tired of listening to true crime, or I was listening to another podcast and it was a recommendation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which, but I think I started listening probably to write about where we are now in the rewind, um, where I was catching up. And then I went live. And I remember that because I know I didn't make it through an entire season before I was listening live, because at the end of each of the episode drops, I would be going, oh, my God, this is so good. Why isn't there more to this? Darn you, Chris Terry. Like, <laughs> Chris Terry. It's all his fault. It's all his well, fault. Well, he was the voice I get blamed for. I get blamed for everything. It's really, I wanted it's to put it all out there at once, but Chris kept saying, no, no, make them <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no, it was make brilliant. Them make them it wait. It was make brilliant because the anticipation is still, <laughs> even though I've listened to it before, re-listening to it with Rewind, the anticipation is still really high, so it's great. Oh, that's it's fun. Just, oh. It's, it's storytelling that holds up. When Dave and I and Ben were creating the show, originally, the very first idea originally was supposed to be, was supposed to be a daily show, like once, you know, five days a week. <laughs> yeah, I think we would have, I think we put a, would have put ourselves into an early grave, Dave. For sure, for that. sure. Yeah, I was very sad, though. When, when we made the decision, I realized that we couldn't do it five days a week. I was, I was really depressed for a few days because <laughs> I had gotten myself really ginned up to get to, to really make this happen. It's like, we can do it. We can do it. And then, no, we really can't do He's it. He's like, but. I've written on soaps. We did five days a week like it was nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Those were hour long. This is like six minutes with my eyes closed. <laughs> Becky, where, where are you uh, joining us from? I live in a small town in southwest New Hampshire, okay. Ringe, New Hampshire. Oh, Nice. So I live on 12 acres of woods. There is no background <gasps> noise here. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds like the scariest place to listen to six minutes from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really feel like the- you're in Anchorage. Yeah. Can I just say one thing about these three episodes that we're talking about today? Of course you can. Major, major appearances by myself, Dave and Ben. Yes. Oh. We're, we are Dave, Ben, and Kristen it all over the place. There yes. may be a category for that later okay. on. There is. Good, there good, is good. a whole I have category. not seen the categories yet, but wow. And you didn't even add all of the times that y'all appeared. Like, I had to add some going in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were either really feeling it or uh, really not feeling hiring actors. Well, I have, to say, I have to say that our, I, you know, we're going to get into this, but I have to say that uh, maybe some of our best comedy moments as us. I have to say, I think Dave, <laughs> my, the one I actually guffawed, laughed out loud today that I forgot is your background one over the speaker going, clean up, yeah. clean up of the volcano. <laughs> yeah. The exploding volcano. Honestly, yeah. Ben also does a great job. I think I think this might be the first time Ben's in an episode yes. and he, he killed it. Yeah. He absolutely killed it. He does. He's, he's like, oh, kid, come on. Right. <laughs> come on. Come back here. Yes. Buffoonish child catcher is the role he's born to play. <laughs> right, <true>. right. That's <laughs> true. So, Becky, before we dive into these episodes, would you ask Ivan for a brief recap? Certainly. Ivan, hit it, please. <laughs> you got it, Becky. Episode 55, the Anders family journeys to Anchorage for Cyrus's science competition. Casey pulls Cyrus aside and asks him for a sample of his blood. 
Purdy spots a child catcher, and Holly decides to follow him to the parking lot, where they overhear Whittier's plan to kidnap Cyrus. Episode 56, Casey tells Cyrus that the monarch needs her to get a sample of Cyrus's blood. The science competition begins with Cyrus and Casey presenting Hermione the robot. Holiday and Birdie make a plan to steal the child catcher's keys so they can't kidnap Cyrus. Holiday lures the child catcher to the roof and waits for Hovey to come rescue her. But no Hovey. Episode 57. Cyrus purposely falls off the stage so that Hermione can save him. Meanwhile, Holiday dangles from the edge of the roof and falls four stories to the ground. James and Monica are stunned to discover that Holiday doesn't have a scratch on her. As the child catchers come for them, Cyrus says Whittier can have him. Oof. There's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. The monarch, Holiday not getting hurt. And I was going to say some fun construction with the intercut of Cyrus falling off the stage and Holiday falling off the roof. You know, it's funny when I was listening to that in the in the intro, I had forgot how hard we worked on making that happen. That was one of our first big almost set pieces, I think, that we did, mm. you know, um, worked really well. It did. Yeah. yeah, I remember when when Tom and I were were writing it. We were like, "Is this? Are we going to be able to figure out where we are if we're cutting back and forth this quickly?" Um, but I think you can. Oh yeah, I definitely think it works. I also love that in that section, it starts with a whole like monologue about trust, and like in this way, like Cyrus betrayed Holiday's trust and almost like hurt her a lot. You know. Yes, ab- absolutely. So I think that all works very well. The other thing I wanted to bring up before we started in the categories is that is that Becky's one of our first adult super fans. And, you know, people may not know this, but we have a lot of adult super fans. People love this show of all ages. It's not just younger listeners, you know. And, that, and that's one of the testaments we always sort of hold ourselves to for this show is that one of our taglines at Gen Z is everybody listen. And then, you know, this mm-hmm. show is set up to be enjoyed by everybody. You know, it's just I think... The quality of Dave's, you know, the storytelling teams and all the other stuff here at Gen Z, I think that's the one thing that we uh, we pride ourselves on. So, Becky, we're so excited to have you as our as our first adult super fan on the show. Well, not our first, but one one of our first on the show. Thank you so much. And I was saying before we started, your storytelling holds up, and it's not just the writing of the story, which of course is one hundred percent amazing, but it's also your production values. I always tell everyone I can about Gen Z media, and I'm like, okay, if you love Disney like as an adult or as an adult with kids, whatever, Disney production values are so high. Their storytelling is, it's Disney for a reason, right? They're a high level brand. And that to me, Gen Z media is like the Disney of podcasts. Oh, Um, I'll take that. So that's a really good comparison, (laughs) right? Yes. And Disney plus, if you want to pick up six meeting (laughs) as a streaming, (laughs) as a streaming episodic show, let's do it. Let's do it. Instead of just Becky a movie. said it, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we bring a lot of fans to the table. Disney we didn't Plus. pay Becky exactly. to say that. We did not. <laughs> we did not. No, these are all the my own ideas that have been um, cycling around in my head since I started listening <laughs> to Gen Z Media Productions. And I think Holiday's hoverboard adventure would be a great ride there too. <laughs> that would be oh, so yes. cool. Oh my gosh! And then you could like be creative. Like it'd be a standing anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, we're doing. Anyways, I digressed a little bit with that, but I just wanted to point it out that uh, you know everybody, everybody listens. So everybody listen. Yeah, podcast for generation all. We got it. We got it. Shall we talk about the notes first or later? Now let's do the notes. I I love that you're Governor Sarah Palin? Question mark. Governor Sarah. Pa- <laughs> Governor Sarah Palin. <laughs> yes. There is a clip. I actually made two clips by accident, so I think it is note Sarah Palin rather than note Palin. <laughs> As governor of this fine state, I want to welcome you all to this year's Alaskan STEM competition. 
It's inspiring to see the best and the brightest all in one room. But you don't want to hear me prattle on, so allow me to introduce the first project. Please welcome two students from Whittier Middle School in Juneau. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so who is that? It's a great acting. You know, Dave, I think I think it's a local woman here, the really great voiceover artist we've used before in a bunch of stuff. She does really great voices. Is it, uh, I just miss remembering her name at the moment. Dina? Yeah, I think it's Dina. Yeah, she's also um, the principal in Mars Patel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. She's really good at voices. Whenever we need somebody to do a voice, you know, like be uh, <laughs> the governor of Alaska. <laughs> I don't remember, know if we even gave her that direction. Well, she would usually just send her lines in, right, if I remember. Yep. That's well, that's right. like like a, an Alaskan, like that works, like the accent, you know. <laughs> sure. Well, it's more Midwestern, Northern Midwestern, but it yes. definitely works. Definitely works. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> All right. First up, best line of dialogue. Da, 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 da. Best line of dialogue number one, announcement sequence. We're the nerdiest of nerdy. Older brother Cyrus is expected to take the grand prize. He's come dressed for victory, donning a suit. You heard that right, folks. An actual suit with a tie and everything. Cyrus is hoping that the suit will distract from his little sister, Bertie's unicorn sweatshirt and jingle bell earrings, despite the fact that Christmas is still months away. She's looking sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. That's a lot of um, exposition done in a cute way. Right. Uh, Right. Describing things. And those earrings that we needed for some reason to have a sound, I don't even think it actually even pays off really. We do hear them later, but there was going to be a story point where we needed to hear Birdie. Right. I think we thought she was going to be hiding and we weren't going to be able to hear her. Um, oh, so it, the bells. That's cute. Yeah, I remember spending a lot of time on the earrings. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ended up really using it. <laughs> it just feels – for me, I was just like, that's so Birdie. Like I love that. Yes, yes. I love that for her. And her delivery of she's looking savage. Oh, so <laughs> true. Perfect. Queen of delivery. Absolutely. Cyrus, is. this is just how I look. You look nervous, Cy. This is just how I look, Calls. <laughs> <laughs> He's being, like, defensive and lying, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> I love it. Casey, where no one can hear us. Over here, where no one can hear us. Casey, if this is about Hermione's secret weapon... Zip the lip sci-fi and focus. Whittier gave me an assignment while I'm here. I need to get a sample of your blood. I like it because they're trying to be quiet and she's just speaking full volume. Right. Come over yeah. here where no one can hear us. Yeah. I need your blood. <laughs> yeah, they've moved about 11 inches. You know, whenever we're doing our shows, that's one of the more challenging things, especially when we're going back for pickups to remember, like, were they whispering here or weren't they whispering here? Mm-hmm. Did we need them to whisper or didn't they whisper? Or a lot of times, you know, realizing that we needed them to whisper based on how the show gets put together. But that's for the two of you out there who love that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Birdie perfume. Hubby was probably too busy trying not to pass out from Principal Palais's perfume. Gag. I feel like that's just true. Like, she probably has bad perfume. I had an elementary school principal who wore really strong perfume. I think that's where we took that from. Nice. You knew that she, if she was, like, all the way down the hallway, you knew she was coming. We got Monica snack bar. Monica, do you think the girls are sitting somewhere else? Do you see them anywhere? No. Maybe they went to the snack bar? They just lose track of their kids too much. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. They do. Uh, Feelings. What is it that makes us most human, Hermione? Feelings, Cyrus. Yes. Messy, sometimes painful feelings. Hermione responds to feelings. 
See, even though she was created in a lab, she cares about Cyrus, and she'd never want to see him get hurt. Oh. Ah, it has double meaning. So telling. Yeah, exactly. I think we do the double meaning. It's one of my favorite things about the show. We There's a whole bunch of moments where we do the double meaning thing, especially, you know, when we get to the point where Cyrus is talking to the dad about his girlfriend problems. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> double meaning scene that we ever did, yeah. Your favorite scene ever, yes. Uh, let's see, Cyrus kiss. I did. I could kiss you. I, I mean, Hermione. Okay, that's even more awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Her little laugh is so cute. (laughs) Uh, We got pretty cool. It's cool. I stole the keys to their van and then Holiday flew from the sky. (laughs) Love it. Hello. Love it, love it. Well, uh, Becky, so, you know, as our as our special guest, you get to pick uh, your favorite line of dialogue out of that. And, you know, we, we will send the trophy to whoever wins it. That's fantastic. So I this is hard because I think particularly in, in episode 55 um, and then some into 56, there's so like the entire episode is good dialogue. Both all of the episodes in this particular story act arc doesn't have a weak moment Mm. so um but i think i'm gonna go with just because birdie is my absolute favorite (laughs) i'm gonna go with um well actually uh, again this is hard i'm sorry i'm sorry um it's okay you're fine this is good (laughs) i I like the thought i think i'm gonna go with it yeah right um so i think it's probably going to be the i'm not sure which one you have it in here um but it's the announcement sequence. So okay, yeah, with yeah, that whole um, unicorn sweatshirt, jingle bell earrings, and then when she says, <laughs> "Yeah, looking savage." Yeah, yeah. Like the the all three of them, Holiday, Cyrus, and Birdie are just brilliant. That that would be was the one I would have picked as well. So, but I do have to caveat that with although that is my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, I think the feelings dialogue between Casey oh. and Cyrus. Is the best dialogue of this three-episode arc. Oh, that's nice. Just saying. I agree. I think it's really good. Yeah. Excellent choices. So maybe that's a tie. I don't know. We allow ties. We allow ties. We're comfortable with that. We've gone to to the judges, and they have allowed us to uh, allow ties. I thought I was the judge, though. So I guess (laughs) that's right. uh, That works. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's just a circle, just goes around mm. in a circle, around Guys. and around. <laughs> uh, next up is best sound design. There's actually not a ton of sounds. There's just so much action going on in these that there wasn't. I don't know. So there's a lot of transitions that I thought were interesting. Okay, cool. Let me uh, let me see here. <laughs> One of the few times we do that where we fade down to absolute zero and then back up just to give the idea. It was tough because they're in two different, they're in the same building, but they're in two different places in the building. So we had to sort of figure out a way to do that. Scoring transition. Of course we are. What are we doing the parking lot holiday? 
I love that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. That is something we do in a lot of our shows where we do a big reverb splash on the last note of the of the music and then it hangs over into the next scene. Excellent for tension building. Exactly. Excellent for tension building. And it's something for whatever reason, since we started doing our our shows, even when we listen to that first one, the first transition with the silence, I'm, I'm, I'm never a big fan of like cutting down to silence. Like, you know, we always try and sort of, I don't know, just sort of story-wise, sonically, it always seems like you want to just sort of not hear any blank space, but that might just be me and the two people listening. Uh, <laughs> scoring transition. Here I go. Hurry, guys. I like that one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I was listening to this, I was trying to remember if that's a cue I wrote or if that's a Sean cue. I think it's a Sean cue, but I, I can't remember where where that music came from but it's 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 either one of us but yeah i also feel like we've used it in another show and i can't remember but that's a cue that we didn't use that much in this show so it, f- it makes me feel like it must have come from another show robot legs is next <laughs> okay let's go hermione coming Fire. it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i never pictured her with legs but I like it now. You never pictured her with legs? I imagine that she had kind of treads that she sort of I rolled. I also did. Oh. That's what I imagined too. I pictured her still like Joan Rivers off of Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's just exactly how she looks to me. Uh, and then we got the applause. Meet Hermione. Hello, humans of Alaska. She's killing. She's killing it. She's killing it. It also, I don't know why, but that like laughter with applause just, it reminded me of like a King Kong sort of situation. Like, wow, haha. Like, All right, guys in tuxedos with big mustaches. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Because this is the sound design category, uh, one of the hardest things to do with sound design is to make a crowd like that sound like they're an actual crowd reacting to what's going on. So that's probably mm-hmm. like, it doesn't sound like that sound like it to first listen, but if you were to see the session, that's probably five or six different things pieced together. So you got the clapping, you got obviously the various stuff happening in the room, but you also, the laughing and everything is all separate to make it sound like the clapping crowd is laughing at the joke. Oh. Yeah. So it's all pieced together in order to, you know, so a lot of people, you know, they put like stuff behind it where it's just like crowd clapping or whatever, but to give the crowd a personality is always what gives it that more sense of reality. Yeah, whenever we try to put the what, what comes up when you look for crowd laughing is like big instant uproarious laughter. Sure. Like and it sounds like they're, you know, listen, watching I Love Lucy in 1956 or something. Yeah, and it, and it goes to like all of our all of our other shows, you know, like scenes where they're in a bar with a bunch of pirates or whatever, having the pirates just like rah, 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 you know, all that stuff has to be like timed and cut in in place. It's kind of it's kind of fun. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your sound design lesson of the week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Hi, it's me, Jess. GZM Rewind is brought to you by BarkBox. 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 So I actually don't have a dog. I actually wish I had a dog, but Matt is allergic, but I still love him. But my mom has a dog, and her name's Lucy, and she's blind, and I love her. Oh, that's nice. Say? And Chris and I each have two dogs. Right. I know. Y'all are dog full central. of dogs. You could share your dogs with yes. me. Um, but every Christmas for years, I, I always get Lucy another toy, like in addition to the rest of my family. Like Aww. Lucy also gets like a, a toy. gift. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, what would have made that easier rather than going to the store and like picking out a toy is if I had a subscription box for her. So 
If you have a dog or if there's a dog in your life that you love and want to give them a monthly box of chews, toys, and treats, treat yourself with a subscription to BarkBox. <laughs> Go to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox now and you will also get a free bonus toy in every box. Nice. Nice. Which you can use possibly for sure. your cat. Or your kid. Yeah. It's mostly your dog. Yeah. Mostly your dog. What do you think, Dave? Would a, would a dog actually call it a wolf box? That's maybe. BarkBox is on a mission to make all dogs happy, and we're on a mission to make stories that make you happy. So support us by going to gcmshows.com slash BarkBox and getting a subscription today. That's gcmshows.com slash BarkBox. Thanks, and back to the show. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gcmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gcmshows.com slash subscribers. Becky, which sound design did you like the best? Can I vote for all of them? Just because I think they're all <laughs> Now you're really pushing it. We gave you the tie. We I gave know, you an inch. Right? Now you're taking a mile. <laughs> what the okay. heck? So, all right. Then I will pick applause and laughter. And, yeah. and Chris, I do have to say, there's more than two people out there who care about this. <laughs> and as Jess just said, we all, we learn about this. Like I've been in recording studios before. So I understand some of the basics of like recording music, singers, musicians, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yep. But for actual sound design, learning how this works and how you have to combine five different things to get that little snippet of applause and laughter for the science competition. That's really fascinating for me anyway. So I'm sure there's a few others out there who find it equally fascinating. Well, it's all thankless, oh. Becky. It's all very thankful, thankless, but we do it for the moment. <laughs> and it's not- Are we thanking you right now? It's, I know, but I'm getting thanked right now. I'm getting thanked right now. This is great. It's not thankless because <laughs> it comes out in the entirety of this great story that you've given us. Oh, that's and it's awesome. more than just words on paper. Like I said, can we have Becky on every episode? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and and Chris will send you the invite to the uh, sound design appreciation group. <laughs> right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Three moderators. I'm in. So here we go with, is this a Dave category? Uh, Is it ever? Right. (laughs) It's a favorite Hermione skill category. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yes. Access to the internet. Hermione isn't just any robot. Not only can she access the internet, speak foreign languages, and interact with humans of all ages, she can also act as a personal assistant. I'll make another round of the convention. Making dinner reservations, scheduling appointments, writing up to-do lists, reminders for appointments. (laughs) So basically, she's Alexa. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to anyone who's playing this out loud, and I, and I just activated it in your house, by right. the way. <laughs> or if you want to get really meta, they're actually listening to us right now on an Alexa. Oh, that's true. Oh. Uh, you know, one of the things I just want to point out about this, and it's something that Dave is so good at um, when we're doing editing, I think I've really come to appreciate over the years, is that you know a lot of this stuff is written out in the script, like those lines that you're hearing Cyrus talk about Hermione is written out and then next up underneath his part, his lines will be, will be, uh, you know, Monica and James's lines. And so Dave's always really good at like, Hey, let's take these and just throw them over top of like what's going on in the background, just to keep the tension and the story Mm. moving along at a pace where people can really understand and that you don't have to sit there through all, like not all the dialogue is important. Right. In other words, like right. she once, can do a lot of things. The, the robot can do lots of stuff. Once we hear a few things, the rest of it doesn't matter. And that what's really more interesting is we get back to the story. So I think that's one of the things that we're always working to do here in the day is really good at is cutting stuff up over top of stuff that's going on, you know? Yep. And, mm-hmm. and also sometimes adding things 
sometimes we'll realize like we need Cyrus to keep speaking for another 10 or 15 seconds underneath. Right. Exactly. Um, so we, so we write what's called pocket dialogue, which is basically, <laughs> you know, if you listen to it, you know, it's sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it's just a lot of extra things to fill the time. But um, in this case, it's actually, he's actually given a pretty good, interesting speech, but. Love it. And then the last one is save people. Whoa. Got you, Cyrus. <laughs> That's also a pretty good sound design. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Unfortunately, in our sound design library, the only like crowd reaction sound we have is that one. <gasps> and so, yeah, whenever we come up against this, it's, it's, uh, we've had to create a couple new ones just, or a lot of times Dave and I and Ben will just go. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Pre-COVID, we went into the high school one day and the drama teacher got us like 25 students. Mm-hmm. What? And we just had for about, we had probably had 10 minutes with them, but we just had them get as many reactions as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. I set up a big a couple of mics at the front of the, front yep. of the gymnasium. And then, the and then Chris really? kind of like conducted them like a, like a conductor. Like, okay, now laugh. Now yeah. gasp. Yeah. Now you two over here, you guys over there laugh. Now not everybody, just this section. Yep. <laughs> Smaller yep. laugh, big laugh, you know, so then we should track those down. I don't know where those all yeah, are. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> that I didn't know. We did that with- What, um, what show was that Treasure for? Island. Too. Treasure Island. We were doing yeah. it for, uh. no, that one we did for um, for uh, a show that hasn't come out yet, but uh, Welcome to Earth. Oh, that's right. Oh, Because we had wow. like an assembly and we needed people to react. Huh. Is that where you got Waku William? <laughs> no, Wahoo William is fr- is is from a pre-recorded classroom thing, and he the kid whoever was on that just happened to do that. That's awesome. I mean, you know, <laughs> there we go. You've so always got mention him every rewind. That's right, <laughs> exactly. It's Leo DiCaprio. That it was is. his first first role. Yeah, kid in back right corner of the class. Gilbert Grape. Wahoo William. So, is there a winner in this, or is it just favorite Hi- Hermione skill? Like, is there? I think we can we can decide like what would be most useful to you, you know? Having a walking Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Access the internet is pretty kind of like a That's good. Point. <laughs> I, I mean save people. I mean I'm trying to remember how advanced Alexa was back when we did this. Right. I like the foreign languages one. That's good too. Yep. That's good. Yep. Excellent. Do you have a favorite one, Becky? Is it favorite Hermione skill? Yeah, I'm partial to read human emotions. I like that mm. one. It goes along with our best lines in the dialogue category. And when you have people who are perhaps introverted or not good at reading other people, Hermione could come in very handy. Ah, that's so smart. Yes. I love that. Real life applications for this fictional robot. Yes. Love it. And of course, what we'll come to learn is the reason she's able to read human emotions is because Cyrus stole Hovey's brain. We knew that Hovey could read. Yes. Oh, that's right. true. It's true. Yeah. I believe we find that out in the episode 58. Oh, ah, there we go. That's right. Yep. At Tu Brute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Next up, my favorite category of the day, which is best <laughs> GZM creator performance. I'm not in these. We, I'm not were, in we, these. Were, crea- we were GZM creatoring it all over this. It's these so episodes. true. It's so true. So there's just a ton of them. So just go for it, you know? Okay, let's see. <laughs> sure. Well, we got Dave. I listen to this all day. Dave and Ben as child catchers. Hey, where did you come from? What's with the box? We're busy. Ah, fine. Just make it quick. Be careful. Very important okay. science stuff. Very sciencey. You got the keys to the van? I left them on the seat. Well, they're gone. You think that kid snatched them? There she is. Kid, come back here. 
<laughs> we're going to be, we're, I always feel like there should be one more, like, we're going to get in a lot of trouble for this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. There's a few more of Dave with that character. So there's Dave Goon and then Dave Goon 2. <laughs> Here's Dave Goon. Here's Dave Goon 1. Have I need Petri Dish? Petri Dish? That's their code name for me. Or Cyrus. Casey did lie. These guys are from Whittier. One day you'll listen to what I gotta say. The second that Petri Dish walks off that stage, he's ours. Did you hear that, Birdie? They're going to kidnap Cyrus. <laughs> Those guys are the clones again, because it's me talking to me, I think. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah, true. Dave Goon 2, you just respond directly to yourself. Yep. Flashcard know about this? No. The order <laughs> the that's, that's definitely a mistake. <laughs> that, is, I, that is definitely a mistake. That's one of the things we must have just forgot. Yes. <laughs> no. Has <laughs> Fern know about this? No. <laughs> it's the same voice. Oh, my gosh. Same and stop And stop copying my voice. <laughs> You, you you always do that to me, right? Yeah. All right, and here's here's maybe my best top performance ever as the driver. This is a good one. Or uh, Mr. Anders? Yes? I'm with the shuttle service from the competition. May we see some ID? Um, all right. You're thorough. Here you go. Thanks. Perfect, Mr. Um, Turnley. Uh, can I help you with that bag, Missy? No, uh, I got it. It's my favorite skateboard. Uh, right, let's just head to the shuttle. Do you need an extra booster seat for the robot, or can I go in the back with the luggage? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes, bravo. Even gave him a Canadian accent. I know, I know, right? So good. Who else do we have? Dave is the competition speaker. This might be my favorite one. (laughs) This is this just made me laugh so hard today. Exploding volcano cleanup in section G (laughs) seven. It's Science very Mr. Problems. Mom clean up in aisle seven. Yes. I also love it that like, I just love the the comedy about, you know, every science competition has to have an exploding volcano. A volcano. Absolutely. Yes. Right. It's funny that it's like the science competition and somebody still brought an exploding volcano. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like you'd qualify for the state finals with a, with a volcano. Well, if you took right. every school had, you know, you imagine each of them had an exploding volcano, then probably they would decide, okay, well, we have to let one exploding volcano in. So let's That's pick the true. best one. Yeah, you might be right. You might but be right. It sounds like that one exploded a little too much. Right. Um, and then we've got the airline announcer. Flight 364 to Los Angeles is now boarding at gate 53. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Flying from Anchorage to uh, Los Angeles. To LAX, of course, of yeah, course. Exactly. Typical, typical. Well, Becky, I'm dying to wait to see what your pick is for the... Um, the best uh, GZM uh, creator performance. So I actually have one, Chris as car service guy. Oh, he says because when you say about the robot right. needing a booster seat or can it go in the back with the luggage, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> so every listen. Yes, I'm just reading the lines Dave gave me. You know, that's well, all I can say. Again, brilliant collaboration. I'd like to thank the writers. Living truthfully <laughs> in the given circumstances. You know. If it's not on the page, it's not on the stage. It's true. Yeah, it's so true. true. It's true. So it's true. true. I say that. I don't know if anyone else does. <laughs> right, right. Theater. Next category is, of course, best cliffhanger. We have Kidnap Cyrus. Have I need Petri Dish? Petri Dish? That's their code name for me. Or Cyrus. Casey did lie. These guys are from Whittier. 
one day you'll listen to what I gotta say. The second the petri dish walks off that stage, he's ours. Did you hear that, Birdie? They're going to kidnap Cyrus. Dum dum dum. I have a feeling that like at Whittier they had like a code name day where everybody would just vote on the names that they wanted to name stuff. And I think mm-hmm. like, there was some overzealous, you know, goony Whittier guy raises his hand, Petri dish. Because he's kind of dorky. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Petri dish. It's <laughs> so funny. And then Cyrus we have right here. This is Heavy Can't Fly. This roof is higher than it looks from the ground. Get out here, kid. Give us those keys. Coming up after you. Okay, that's your cue, hubby. Hubby? I ever needed you. Hubby? Come help. They're catching up to me. The move going up there. Nowhere to go. Hubby, they're going to catch me. Why won't you fly? Dumb move going up there. That really sounds, yeah, it's like, we're kind of like the wet bandits. Home alone. Hey, kid, we're coming in. It's, it really is home alone. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Also, that's such classic dramatic irony. Because over the last couple episodes, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of figured out that Cyrus did something with Heavy. Right. Um, it ha- hasn't been told to us directly, but we know that something's not going to work, you know. So that is some, for the English teachers out there, dramatic (laughs) irony. Exactly. And then we got Whittier Wants. Stop it, guys. There's only one way to end this. Whittier wants me, they can have me. It's a classic holiday move. That's right. Yeah. I think there was a tag for holiday. said that same, basically that same thing. Yep. Well, Becky, what do you think? You got three uh, best cliffhangers. So... I think that particularly in episode 57, there are cliffhangers within the cliffhanger or within the episode itself because oh, you've that. got those, those transitions between Cyrus falling, Holiday falling, and the time between when Holiday falls and the family comes over to see if she's okay. Mm-hmm. That's in the, like the middle of the episode. So that's a cliffhanger that I would vote for. Oh, nice. But I will vote for if Whittier wants me, they can have me. Because that sets us up great for episode 58. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, those ones that are in the middle of the episode, those are, those are, our, t- those are our teaser hangovers. Teaser hang... What? Did I say hangovers? Yeah. Did I say hangovers? <laughs> you did say hangovers. <laughs> I was like, what? You might want to change that for the listening audience under age. Oh, I don't know. I think I, think I thought you just invented PG. a new term of some kind. Teaser hangover. I had that hangover every episode waiting for the next live one to drop. There you going, go. yeah. Chris Terry, darn you. <laughs> True that. True that. I and I didn't it. realize it was Dave Kreisman at the time. Right. Darn you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Darn you, Dave. Well, we got Whittier Wants Me. They can have me. That's a good one. Da-da-da-da. That's a good one. And now we get to our most hotly contested category, the uh, MVP. Yes, of course. But I do have a couple notes before Oh, you we... do? Oh, you're right. I, I, you do, you as, do. I've been doing that lately. Oh, you've been good. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's mom and dad miss the big moment. Mom, dad, hey guys. Wasn't that incredible? I'm sorry to say we missed your presentation, son. You did? And same with note Cyrus competition. I'm pretty sure I would lie, by the didn't way. They also miss, didn't they also miss the band thing? Oh yes, they didn't, even come, they didn't even come to that one. <laughs> Yeah. Holiday wasn't actually in the band. That's true. Right, exactly. that either because she was locked in the closet with Brindley. Exactly. Yeah, they don't win any Parent of the Year awards. That's for sure. They no. They mean well. Right. They're loving. They do. They do. It does remind me of the whole business where Cyrus was like, "Can this be about me for like a minute and yeah, a half?" Right. And it's like they missed his competition moment. You know. <laughs> yeah. I do think I would lie though. Hey, wasn't it great? <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Cyrus. I knew you'd kill it. 
Great. We had no doubt. Great. It was an ex- <laughs> it, was, it was an exploding volcano, right? No, Dad. It was a, it was a robot. <laughs> it was a robot. Yeah. Oh, that was my <laughs> best right, my right. favorite part. Uh, we have the monarch is a note here. Let's see. Their orders came from monarch. Hearing that name a lot today. It's just you know information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We haven't met her yet, but uh, we do. And then we meet her again when she's a different actress. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Becky, did you catch that? That that. Uh, Angelica Graves, the actress, changed midway through? Nope. I did not. My next listen, I might now, but... I can't remember where that... I think it's like episode 70. I haven't gotten that far yet. I actually don't think I caught that either when I listened. It's around episode 70, I want to say. The actress moved. Yeah, actress moved, so... Well, now I'll know. (laughs) And I think we were up to episode 180 when that happened, so we went back and replaced all the way back to 70. And then we were supposed to replace back to the beginning, and I never got around to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it was on the works, same though. list as replace Dave's second voice. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like, where did I put that checklist again? All oh, right. <laughs> the missing evidence in the Kellner file. He really was guilty. <laughs> and we got Cyrus competition as a note. Let's see. We have to get out of here. They haven't announced the winners yet. Your dad's right, Cyrus. It's not safe. So we just leave? He just wants to get a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> competition makes me sad (laughs) well those are just some notes to take into account as we discuss most valuable player nice most valuable player it's always it's always a challenge that's a tough one so here's my my thoughts okay you know holiday and cyrus are kind of our main main characters right holiday of course being the lead so i feel like everything holiday and cyrus do and the actors who portray them are so spot on like, yeah, I know you had Zeph on a, a previous Rewind, and I think Zeph has had the most growth as an actor. If you listen to him from the beginning, mm. like first five to 10 episodes, and now you're listening to him in these, you know, almost to 60 episodes, the way he has portrayed Cyrus is showing a lot of growth. And, you know, even si- just the character of Cyrus grows, of course, from, oh, that Will Watcher, um, you know, person didn't know anything to, hey, now I'm involved in this really complex thing with my family. Life is complicated. I'm growing up kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And of course, a lot of that has to do with the writing um, and the character development. But I really give props to Zeph for what he brings. Holiday is just perfect through and through. The actress who portrays her obviously is great from the beginning. But Birdie just brings so much for the youngest character. Her comedic timing is perfect. Her dialogue is really a lot of the best dialogue because it's so funny or sarcastic and it brings a lot of points home without beating them over the head. Yep. So I always vote for Birdie because she's my absolute favorite. Mm. But again, all three of these could be MVP for these episodes. And again, when you look at the feelings dialogue between Casey and Cyrus, Mm -hmm. that's a good case to giving the MVP to Cyrus. Yeah, I mean, do we want (laughs) to... I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but do we want to call it MVPs? Like, as in, I mean, players? do we most valuable players? Right. So here's another thing. For me, thinking about this last week, actually, when I was listening to whichever rewind I'm up to, and I'm not mm-hmm. quite caught up to the live rewinds yet, like to, to the most recent, but I was trying to think back to when I first listened to Six Minutes, what do I remember? I remember them being on the island. I remember how it ends. Mm. I remembered how it began, but something that was, I didn't realize until I re-listened to these three episodes plus 
episode 58. It's this four episode story arc that in my mind brings the six minute story up to another level. Like Hmm. this is where it gets really, it's been interesting so far, but this is where it gets really like that anticipation is is high and I cannot wait for the next thing to drop. I cannot wait to find out what happens next. And I was thinking about this and thinking how there was a scene where someone falls and I knew it wasn't birdie on the radio tower. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, if I just listened to that, that's not the one I remember. But from, you know, three or four years ago, however long it's been since I listened to this initially, what I remember is holiday falling and then not having a scratch on her. Um, yeah. Last week, last week I couldn't really recall what the specifics were, but I knew there was a fall that was shocking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember a fall. And then when I listened to these for this rewind, I was like, these are the episodes that stand out in my head as the beginning of the really, really high-level amazing storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, took it to another level for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So these these four episodes, these three plus next episode fifty eight, are the ones that in my mind are the beginning of six minutes. Oh, and nice. I was surprised. Oh. They, it surprised me that they came in so late. <laughs> right. Just because because everything else that we that leads up to it is wonderful, but for me this really this is when I'm like everyone I know needs to listen to this show. Oh, it's, it's, it's that good. Awesome. I think on behalf of that, we could divide the award into three because there's so much good stuff that all the characters are doing in these episodes. I agree. Yeah. And I want to, and I, you know, players plural as in, you know, the extra <laughs> bit players that are in the background. In oh. The oh, you want to add, you think I'm that we just also saying, should I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. Just it's true. out there. I mean, you know, hey, listen. You know, it saves us a lot of time and money if we just keep the trophy here, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it. I can, you already I can get won your board. award. <laughs> you already won your award. All right. We get it. We get All it. right. Is this the equivalent of the EGOT? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and Chris keeps pitching a spinoff for the for the car service driver, too. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Kind of needs it. his own show. Every week he picks up people at the airport and gets into whatever, <laughs> helps them solve a mystery. You want the luggage right. in the back seat or the trunk, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I like your pick as Birdie. I have to say, I think that was a beautiful, um, you know, Lily Brooks yeah, did an amazing nice. job. And she uh, she was so young when we we, we taped the show, So right? crazy pants. Of all of the cast members, the one I want to meet the most is Lily Brooks. <laughs> She's so much <laughs> fun. She's really fun. Well, if you go outside your door right now, Right. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered to my home. Bing bong. Bing bong. How did they, how did they do that? Every guest of Rewind gets a special <laughs> home visit from a cast member. <laughs> well, that's, that's really awesome. But Becky, you have been so fantastic. And your, your depth and knowledge of the show is, yeah. uh, is very, very impressive. And, and it's just, you know, we, we make the show for that level of listening. And to know that there's people out there listening on that level is just really heartwarming. And all the kind things you said is just really beautiful. Well, I mean, every one of them. I love all of your shows. Mars Patel. I bought the books for my nephew. Like, he won't listen to podcasts yet, but I'm (laughs) getting there with him. Um, And now that I'm going to be on this podcast, I'm hoping I can introduce him to the entire world of Gen Z media podcasts. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a pleasure. I have loved every second of this. Thank you. Amazing. Jess, I think I hear something. Oh, gosh. You know what to do. Email me at jessica at gcmshows.com with a short clip about why you should be on the show. Listen to episodes 58 through 60 next. Peace, love, and Peace, love, and elbows. Peace, love, and elbows. Thanks, guys.
Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.